Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. If I don't have enough cameras, like where you see on the big cameras where you see on TV, if you sometimes only just see a scene on surveillance, that's because we didn't have enough cameras going on and you could only get it on surveillance. What I've found, the scenes on, like when you see things on surveillance, you're going to get the best reactions on surveillance because I feel like sometimes people skew their view like the way they react when a big camera shows up uh, but uh surveillance i feel like people forget the cameras are there so they're always just their raw selves which i appreciate more and so yes maybe the coverage doesn't look as great and clean on tv but you're going to get the most raw reactions what's up guys welcome to the greatness machine i'm your host darius mershaz and i'm so pumped to have you here with me Now listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world. Doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story. What made them tick? What got them to where they are now? So it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Hi, and welcome to The Greatest Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mashazde. And we got part two of Nadine and Darius talking. Part two. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. And and unlike most of the movies, this sequel is going to kick the original's ass. So that's right. It always does. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, guys, those of you that are new to the greatness machine, you know, you know, we're about two things. People are living their passions, and those are creating greatness in the world. My friend Nadine is doing both those things and and then some. So we're going to be doing that and then some in just a second. Nadine, can I do a little bit of housekeeping? Yes, but can I do some housekeeping first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mail last night. Boom. Did you get, did you get, oh. (laughs) I got, I I took a picture. I was going to post it today. I was so excited. So I'm going to, I, t- I took a picture. I'm going to put it on my Instagram today. I was so excited. I can't wait to read this. Go on with your housekeeping, but I'm you, very excited you, about this. Did you do an unboxing? <laughs> I should have done an unboxing. By the way, even the packaging, the box. You like that? Yes. Do people know this? No, thing? no, no. Show them. Show them. Guys, this, this is, is incredible. If you're, if you're one of my peeps, I send you these like special boxes. Look at this. Be a pink uni- unicorn. And got, it even oh. comes. Like, look at yeah. this. You know, who, this you know who, is incredible branding. Thank you. My my wife and my sister designed that, and I helped them. Brilliant. Thank you. This is um, brilliant. I love that. Thank you. I, I wanted to surprise you with that, so I'm glad. Oh, you I got was it. so happy. I was like, "What is this?" And then I'm like, "Pink unicorn." This could only be from one mm-hmm. person, and I was mm-hmm. so excited. I was yeah. so excited about it. Oh, I'm so, so glad. I, and I didn't want to text you too late because by the time I opened it, it was like. After midnight, I'm like, he's sleeping. He's got no. kids. So uh, I was just going to post it today. And, and I, but first, I wanted to bring it up on the show before I posted it. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I'll i tell you a funny story about that in just a second. But um, yeah, thank you. That That is that is definitely some housekeeping. Um, guys, so um, there you go. That's that's pink autograph. Compliments of moi. So those of you that don't know, Nadine and I, we we're childhood friends. We grew up. She grew up on Circular Laza, myself via Corral. Um, which, by the way, what's how's it go? What's your porn name? It's like your your middle name and the street you grew up on, and like a pet name, right or no? It's like your pet's name, but no, I think the the it could be a pet name or I I heard it's your middle name and then the street you grew up on. So you know what mine is? What is it? It's John Via Corral. I mean, that actually is a really good. It sounds like a like a um like a like a cowboy porn star name dude doesn't that isn't that a fucking awesome porn name do you want to know what mine would be i i can't wait 
I can't wait. Nigar Circulazo. (laughs) 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 I don't know if that sounds like a poor name. (laughs) No, I'm just going to be canceled for it. (laughs) My parents didn't know any better when they they came to the States. If they only knew. Oh, my God. The doctor's like, are you sure that's what you want to name her? Yeah, well, this is a this is a beautiful name in Iran. They're like, yeah, but not here. Wait, well, you were you were born in the states, though, right? I was born in the states. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, the doctor's and, like, whoa, lady. Do we well, don't. By the way, that like- was my first name. My mom, when I got a social security card, for some reason, like now kids get their social security card when they're like babies or like kids right i don't know when your when your kids get social security cards i don't know i don't even know if they have one i never even saw it maybe yeah babies like, i guess right i guess i don't i don't think i got mine until like i don't know third or fourth grade or something for some odd reason and so on my birth certificate it's nagar nadine rajabi and so i remember the reason my i even got a semi a uh, pronounceable middle name was because the doctor was like, you should probably give her another name that she can go by at school. And so my grandpa lived in France for 17 years. So he named me Nadine. And okay. so then, and that's because he was like, you should probably give her another name. They're like, why? Oh, <laughs> like, no way. The doctor's like, Hey, listen, listen, we don't, we don't say that around here. <laughs> and he was a Persian doctor too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going down the wrong avenue here, guys. It is such a beautiful name. It's like, no, bro, you can't say that. We, we did yes. not say the end bombs here. <laughs> Your parents are dropping an end bomb left and right. Oh and my god, saying, dude! And especially hey, Griffin County. You know what's funny? So, <sighs> so I went. I, you and I went to elementary school. I think for like a week together. We went to yeah. Anna Hills Elementary, and then my my mom pulled me out because it was year round, and put me at to Noel, Noel Canyon. But um, were you in Mrs. Beasley's third grade class? I was. I okay. was. All right. So I'm gonna. So you just reminded me of this. We were. So so this is something that I don't even know. If, did you remember that we were in the same class together in third grade? I do grade? remember. And then I remember I was really bummed because you guys were like my best friends. <laughs> yeah, so we bailed, right? So yeah. I remember Miss Beasley called you Nagar. Yes. Like, yes. I, and I was. I forgot that until right now. You just in it. roll call, it would say Nagar Nadine, and so I would always try to like on the first day of school, try to get ahead of it. And they'd always forget and like, use this name. And they'd be like, okay, we, we know how to read. And they'd be like, you don't understand. We're in yeah. Orange County. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like, don't. <laughs> you remember. You remember. I totally just had a, listen, by the way, I just remember something that happened 32 years ago. Before. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were in third grade, first day of class, and our first teacher, Miss Beasley, which, by the way, most people don't remember the teacher they had for, like, two weeks in third grade, oh um, dropped the N-bomb on Nadine. Um, which would happen to be her middle name. Uh, I think that year is a year that I got my social security card, actually. Yeah, you're like, Mom, Mom, we got to fix this. This is not it. cool. It became Nadine Nagar. My license is now Nadine Nagar. Full <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> history God. of my name. <laughs> uh, N- Nagar Circulorazzo is definitely not a poor name, and John Corral definitely is. Is a porny. <laughs> yeah, Mikey's is Eric Via Corral, which is a little porny, but John John Via Corral. I think that's real porny. So porny. what are you doing? So you're in New York. What are you doing there? I'm doing some work uh, in the middle of a snowstorm and a pandemic. Um, I'm in the middle of editing Below Deck Med, which actually we're now that everyone's worked from home. I think that everyone's figured out. Oh, you actually don't need an office to work anywhere when you're not shooting, but. Um, we are shooting, I'm shooting some pilots very carefully and under like COVID guidelines and things like that, that I can't really talk about. So I've been on the East coast doing a couple of projects. Um, and so here I am for a little bit. I mean, you're probably the only human on earth. That's like, oh, I, I'm going to go live in New York. <laughs> you're going, people are leaving. Which, by the way, I know here's the thing. Rent is so cheap right now. for New York. It's not that it's cheap for New York. It's cheap. Yeah. And it's safer here than LA. Like I was going to go back to LA to go see my mom two weeks ago. And then I look at the cases. And I'm like, I'm not going back to LA. Hell no. It's terrible. Why do you think it's so bad in LA? I think that there's, I think it's like people just go to people's houses because I mean, here's the mentality in LA. And it was really funny because I remember my, one of my aunts was like, she's like, Oh, we can't go anywhere. We can't go outside. And then one of my cousins was going to go see a family friend's daughter. And then he was like, I think I'm going to flake because I saw on Instagram, she was hanging out with like 
I don't know, other people. And then I remember my aunt, his mom's like, well, she was with her cousins. It's like, yeah, that's how you get it from being around other family yeah. members. It's like, it's like just because they're cousins, it doesn't mean they don't have COVID. Yeah. It's like this is not like child molesting or like oh my god. Oh, they're safe. Don't worry about it. They're cousins. Like, no, well, this cousins. They're safe. Not She's not gonna, we're not gonna we're not talking about kidnapping people. We're talking about COVID. No, I think that's what's happening. And I also think that like people, like I just I think that the super strains and all that stuff are there too, because I actually know. It was funny when like the numbers are super high. I three of my friends called me and they're like, Nadine, I swear and I actually know because they're very careful people. Like, you know, it's like people say they're careful, you never can believe them. I know that these people were super paranoid and they're like, Nadine, we have only gone to the grocery store. We've gone nowhere else. We haven't seen anybody. And one of the people actually went to a, uh, the doctor because her son um, broke his leg. So she thinks that's where she got it. But the other two, like, we've only gone to the grocery store. And I'm like, it's such a low risk to go to the grocery store, but you just don't know. Like, you can get it through your eyes. You, it's like, you just don't know. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now, and let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now, I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. Yeah, I'm I I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb right now and just say that I'm I've been a little reckless lately. I went and I went to two in-person live events with people that like probably grand total of like 14 different humans. How, what was that like? Were you scared? Well, no, we were social distance. So one of them was okay. But the, but then they're like, at the end, it, the, it was an investor group I'm in. They're like, hey, let's, you guys want to, you want to ha- come have dinner? And I'm like, are we going to sit at the same table? <laughs> right. Are we just, <laughs> so, we we did, so, so we always sit at the same table and, and, and it was like, I looked and I'm like, I'm like two and a half feet to three feet away from each one of these people. And I was like, fuck. And I, and, and I was like, ah, 
all right, well, it is what it is. So, so I just took my team. I rolled my dice. I rolled the dice. Yeah. And so then the next day I was doing, um, it's for this group I'm uh, called Front Row Dads. I was doing, they were doing like, I was basically doing their retreat for them. Right. And we were in an enclosed space and there was a lot of anti-maskers in there. It was, in your group? What's that? In your group? Well, in that group, like, like, interesting, you know, they're, and they're not like anti-medicine. They're just like, yeah, this is bullshit. The government shouldn't tell us what to do. Um, it's more around the principles of being told what to do. I get it. Um, but they respect that other people can wear masks. And, and so I was like, fuck, like we're enclosed, we're in, we're in space. And I'm like, oh, all right. all right, I'm just going to have sex without a condom right now. It's all good. That's, that's actually what it is. That's what you're doing. I just had sex without a condom. I was just like, fuck it. And you didn't get pregnant. So far, so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are the numbers in Austin right now? Uh, I think they're down. I mean, in the U.S., they're down a lot. I, I'm really just jonesing to get my – so so I, I'm, like, um pretty dense person. So my yeah. BMI is a little higher than – like, like I'm technically obese, which clearly I'm not. Right. So I actually qualify to get, get it early, the vaccine. Right. Because I've, my BMI is a little high. And I was like, this is the first time in my life. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I'm heavy. Right. <laughs> so I'm so pumped that it, like my per, my pound per body inch is bigger than it, it should be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, I was totally like bareback, just having sex without just condoms. Just, I just, just I'm, I'm paranoid. I'm wearing two masks when I go out. And here wait, they wait, have- wait, you, you wear two condoms at once? I wear two. I'm double bagging. You double bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard if you put saran wrap on top of the two condoms, it works. That's better. right. That's right. That's right. But the thing is, when you go have out, when there's outdoor dining, you take your mask off. So it's like. Okay, so that's my favorite, right? Okay, I have friends who who come over our house. They wear the mask, and they're like yeah. hardcore maskers. And we're at dinner, and they sit down, and they take their masks off. For 20 no, I know. Hours. And I'm like. I'm like, guys, we're totally having bareback sex right now. That's exactly what it is. Like, like but I, if I go I, to the store, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting two masks on. If I go, yeah, to, like here they have outdoor dining and they'll have like little pods and things like that. It's like, I don't know. It's like you can never, you just, you don't know. You just don't know. So it's like, I think you have I, to be pretty careful. I, I, I'm pretty careful outside of these like one-offs. So I'm doing, yeah. I'm, I am doing in three weeks. I'm going to Florida for a business trip where I'm doing. I'm oh my god. They do not give a fuck, uh, there. dude. I'm yeah. doing a strategic there for for someone who one of my clients, and it's like seven or eight of them all in the same house, and I, and I'm gonna be there, and I'm like, fuck, all right, well. They're also vaccinating everybody there. They're like, sure, come on in, get in line. I, I might go get vaccinated when I'm there. I know if you can, you should. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just be like, you know what? Have you you ever watched uh, Thirty Rock? Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, I used to love. Uh, my, my favorite line from Thirty Rock was, um, "What was uh, what's his face? The uh, Baldwin, Alec yeah. Baldwin's character, Jack." Yeah. Oh, Jack. Oh, I wish I'm. I'm blanking on his name. I love his name. So anyway, Jack goes, "Ah, Australia." Or he goes, "Ah, Florida, the Australia of America." <laughs> it really is. He calls it the Australia of America. It really I, 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 is. Like a decade ago, I'm like, "Ah, Florida, the Australia <laughs> of America." Australia, but I like Australia. I think Australia. I think America is the Australia of America right now. I think so too. I, I totally think so too. Yeah, yeah. Australians are like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? No, right. Australia is like, we're the America of the world right now, and yeah. you guys are the Australia. Of yeah, you're the Australia of America. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Go look in the mirror, assholes. Totally, totally. You're like, how do we become the bad guys? We're cool. We're just <laughs> totally, totally. So, so, when how long are you in New York for? Um, I don't know. I might head back to LA in a couple of weeks, so we'll see. Figure it out. So you're shooting. So so you're you're shooting some stuff. Are you getting ready to? to are you editing? Are you getting ready to launch the show that you were shot in Europe? Over the yes, summer? but not until the summer. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So we're just ramping up post on on this next season, which will be, I think, very different than anything we've ever done. Um, uh, any season we've ever done, which is, I think, fun for the below deck med fans um because last season with we took a lot of heat for just you know it's a lot lighter and nobody wants to watch anything heavy i think right now in the pandemic it's like i want to laugh right now and so i'm just like i just just let me not not watch anything heavy I, it's just too much for my little brain to to handle yeah especially after like the election and stuff like that but i i'm i i used to watch the news for not entertainment but it was just like there's always something going on and now i'm like 
the news is so boring now. Like, what are we going to yeah. talk about? <laughs> Why the fuck did they get rid of that one guy I liked a lot? Trump. Yeah, Trump. Man, <laughs> he was so entertaining. What was his job again? Oh, shit. He was the president of the United States. He was president. Oh, he was president. <laughs> he was so funny and so fucked up and amazing. I loved him. What did he do for us? Oh, he ran our country. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, listen, I think it's going to be a circus next week with the impeachment trial, so we'll see what happens. Uh, that shit's not going anywhere. Why are, they no, even, why are they even doing it? Senate's not going to vote him out. They're not going to vote him out. Gotta, but I will say, I will say this whole thing, I cannot, I'm obsessed with Marjorie Green, the QAnon woman with the space lasers. Oh, she's Georgia, right? She's from Georgia. Georgia. Oh my yeah. God, I'm obsessed. Her theories are like, it, it. like I was just like laughing with one of our friends being like, I wonder what she was like as a little kid, right? And they'd be like, oh, there's just Marjorie and her crazy ideas. It was like, oh no, that woman's in Congress now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, uh, well, well, and they, they do twist her words a little bit, a little bit, which I don't even right. know why. Why would you even need to? That's my point. Right, right, right. I read her thing about the late, the laser beams being shot from the, space. The Jewish, the Jewish space lasers. The Jewish space lasers. <laughs> and by the way, if you're ever bored, people, go Google Jewish space laser. <laughs> that's, all you need. that's all you need to type in. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did it the other day. I was like, I can't leave. I can't leave time for this Jewish space laser. And it's a fucking crazy ass idea. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. It's the most absurd thing in the whole world. Do you want to do the honors or should I? Go for it. All right. So these fucking nutballs and you people, anyone that believes in Jewish space lasers and watching this show, you're, listen, I'm speaking from the heart right now. You're a fucking idiot. Okay. So they believe that there's like this ability to, I guess, take the energy from the sun and shoot it into something and it shoots to earth and you can generate energy that way. So like, I get it. That's There's a solar power. Okay. Their idea was that PG&E invested a bunch of money in this, I guess, because they're a fucking energy company. I mean- yeah. Why would they invest in something that gets energy for free? Who knows? Oh, I guess it's because they don't want to burn coal and spend money That's on right. that. They That's want to right. go the other way, which is get it for free. But but no, that, that would make way too much sense, which makes more sense is that these guys were trying to shoot laser fucking beams <laughs> at, the, at the wild – to create wildfires in California. In California, Yeah. <laughs> so they could burn down the state to create their high-speed training. Oh my god, it's so good. Jewish it's so crazy space lasers. Laser beam. And they're talking about this full also with the school shootings of like, oh yeah, they paid these people first, right? Like I think one theory was that like they didn't happen at all, right? And then the other theory is that they paid people off to shoot these people because they're anti-gun people. And it's like people like died in these, like it's like it's unbelievable. And then there was this like viral video that was circulating where she was like chasing like one of the the kids from the parkland shooting and there's a satire piece in the new yorker i gotta i gotta read this to you it's very quick it'll be fun for the show but i was like oh my god and it was a satire piece but i was like you know what this is actually just crazy enough for me to be like this is actually a real uh it's actually a real piece i can't um, wait i can't wait yeah. By the way, if my kid got killed in a school shooting and some motherfucker was saying that, I would I would go take him out. I would right. lose I'd my mind. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's fake. It's fake. Here, yeah. gonna, it's about as fake as me gunning your ass down right now. Totally. It's so so this is a satire piece. I'm I'm I, it, this is not real, but it's it. Sat, her theories are so absurd that this piece almost sounds real. But it, this is in the New Yorker. It was from January 29th. So this just like a couple days ago. Uh, Washington, it's the Borowitz report. Uh, amid a firestorm of controversy, Rep Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene explained that an offensive video of her that has been widely circulated in recent days is actually George Soros in disguise. And then, quote, whenever I donate clothes to a consignment shop, Soros gets a ping on his phone and buys it all up, she alleged. Quote, then he spends weeks practicing walking in my heels, end quote. Additionally, she claimed, quote, George Soros has a Marjorie Taylor Greene latex mask that, like they have in Mission Impossible. If you, if you put me and Soros side by side, you would not be able to tell us apart. As for Soros had obtained the technology to accomplish his astounding impersonation, she replied, hello, his best friend, Bill Gates. Green also said that she was not surprised that a Hungarian-born billionaire had perfected an imitation of her voice. He's been coached by his best friend, best, wait, best of the best, Oscar winner Meryl Streep, she said. 
Reacting to Green's comments, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy told reporters, I knew there had to be a reasonable explanation. Let's move on. Wait, is this real? No, no, it's a satire piece. I was like, that is so absurd. Exactly. It's so absurd that when I first read it, I was like, wait, is this a real article? Because it's actually that absurd where I actually thought it was real. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it was a satire piece. Wow. He's a, he's a man baby yeah he's a man baby oh my god i just die like all of her theories oh, but i'm like people you. voted her in office people voted yeah. her in office i'm but, sorry if anybody listening to this follows her I, I i'm sorry i'm abused by it i think it's hilarious hey we we went to high, listen we grew up with a bunch of QAnon lovers just it, just so you know like if you ever want anyone if you ever want to know where QAnon people live go to anaheim hills and follow the people that went to canyon high school um yeah <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, no, well, and that's so funny. I didn't even know this. Like, Darius is like, oh, yeah. He's like, just look at your Facebook. And I'm like, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and probably a bunch of our, our – I, I see some of some of our – and they're like, Darius, you go – yeah, you know, just go go, go believe go believe what the mainstream media tells you. We all know in the deep state what's really going on. Um, the deep state I, of Anaheim Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I'm a firm believer that there's three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and deep state. So, <laughs> the, An- the Anaheim Hills Gazette. Yeah, and, and, and the, the 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 Anaheim Hills fucking Gazette. <laughs> they, oh, they know the real news. Crazies. Uh, I, I wonder why I don't live there anymore. Hmm. <laughs> your, is your family still there? Yes, yeah, same house I grew up in. <laughs> oh my gosh! So there, they there's Laura. Hi, Laura. She's amazing. Hi, Laura. <laughs> And Laura, is that you guys went to uh, modern day together, right? Yeah, she's the best. She's uh, amazing. I, I haven't seen her since eighth grade, so it's been a while. Um. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here, and by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things: pizza, pink unicorns, core values, and down dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment, and you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end, and it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's dariusscale.com. And now back to the show. So, so you're shooting the show right now, or no, you're not shooting. You're no, editing. We're editing. We're you're editing. Post-production. Well, how long is the process for post-production? Oh my God. For Bravo shows, it could be anywhere from... I mean, it's funny for like first season shows, like our, our schedule is so lean and mean, like, cause we'll have like anywhere from like 16 to 20 episodes a season. I've been on first season shows where we've been in post for a year because we have so many notes and things like that. But for our show, we're usually in post for like eight to nine months because it's so fast, but like the notes process is pretty intense on, um, on a Bravo show. Like they see six different versions of each cut they have a lot of notes like and listen say what you will about those shows like they're they're well edited like I watch I don't want to name any names because I have a lot of friends at different networks but I was watching something on a streaming platform and I was like how does this shit pass and like I'm a person that could turn it off and just watch something for entertainment and this series which is getting a lot of buzz and I really do not want to say the name because I will like I I have a friend that worked on it it was like it was unwatchable, and I'm like, oh my god, I would get. I, they would think that I had a stroke if I turned something in like that. Oh, is, it because, is it because the editing just is garbage? Yeah, it's so bad, and the camera work's so shaky. I'm like, I'd be fired in two seconds. I mean, a show like Below Deck is so real. It's like 
that's why I like working on it. It's like everyone thinks, you know, what's amazing is actually a lot of the fans of Blow Deck, if you go on these message boards, it's like the same as QAnon um, people where they have all these crazy conspiracy theories. Mm. And I like reading all the conspiracy theories, be like, oh, the producers did this and this and this, and this is why they did this. And I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like this could not be further from the truth. Like I read something about, there, there are these two girls that, one of the girls got let go and listen, like they're like, Oh, the producers just didn't like her. I'm like, no, I'm very close with her. I actually FaceTime with her once a week. Um, and she ended up having a baby, but they said, Oh, this, her name was Hannah. She was our chief stewardess. They said she found out she was pregnant on the show. And so the producers found a way to, to plot her firing. So they planted drugs on her and they got another cast member. Oh, to yeah. find drugs and you all this told stuff. Me about this. Yeah. You told me about this. And so the conspiracy theory was they got this other girl to go tell on her when like, no, it was actually maritime law. Like this was actually happening. And I'm like, if this was a theory, that means this girl would be pregnant for like a year and a half. Like yeah. if the theories are so absurd. And I'm like, oh my God. And so for me, it's just pure comedy when I like <laughs> yeah. these things. I mean, I mean, I, and we, we don't have an education problem here in America. I mean, no, no, no. like, listen, guys, I don't know about you. Right, pregnancy's over nine months, guys. <laughs> yeah, nine times two, 18, baby. Right. <laughs> That's the biggest fucking baby I've ever seen. So if you have twins, it's a double pregnancy is what it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. God. 18 months pregnancy, duh. I didn't want to leave the womb. It was too cozy. I'm a twin. We were then 18 months. That's um, right. <laughs> why were you born premature? Shut the fuck up. That's the details, details. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom didn't even have uh, postpartum. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty great. She's so healthy. <laughs> yeah, it was like immaculate conception. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so when do you think the new? When do you guys slated to have know when the show is going to be airing? I, I think it's going to be June. I don't know. It always depends on like what they have for programming, but. It's become such a phenomenon. It's so funny. It used to be just like a show that was like a fringe show and it was really fun. It's literally the number one show on the network. And wow. the franchise that I I used to work on both franchises, the original, which is airing right now. And then I launched the the Met franchise. And at the time I was working on both. And then I had to pick one um, because I do development as well. And so I picked Med, my baby, and Med ended up being the number one show on the network, like it surpasses all the housewives where I'm like, how did this even happen? But I, I think people are just sick of like, I think that people are sick of seeing, I don't know, rich women complain. I don't know. I, I don't know what there's like, I don't know what it is. I actually don't know what it is, but I also think there's something interesting about seeing people work and there's something like it, it's a very real show. Yes. It, it is cast. I know that we're really not so, uh, like, that's an obvious thing. Everyone's like, you're not really supposed to talk about it. It's like, no, it's like, it was cast. It, of course it's cast. It's of course it's cast. Yes, of course it's cast, but they're real yachties. Like they actually have to operate a yacht and they have to like be able to work on a yacht. Like that's, there's nothing fake about that. We don't ever go and t like tell them what to say, tell them what to do. The whole boat's rigged. Like you would actually, you know, it's just, it's, wait, I, I'm going to, can I admit something to you right now? Yeah. I've never watched the show before. I, no, I, I, I just don't watch TV. I, I don't watch TV. And like, if I'm going to watch TV, it's probably not Bravo. Although I did love the millionaire matchmaker. That's like one of my favorites. Hilarious. <laughs> Patty's pretty fucking amazing back in the day when she was on. Yeah. But um, so I, what I don't know, but I, I just, I know a lot of people who love it. Can you tell yeah. me a little, what is the show about? It's an, it's basically an upstairs downstairs show. So it's about the, a crew of a super yacht. So it follows a, chef the captain the stewardesses which is not pc to say on um you know like you can't say that on on air, you know airplanes and things like that but they're actually called stewardesses on a boat um the deckhands and so um you follow the inner workings of a super yacht and then um you have uh people that come charter the yacht every couple of days they come on they pay money to charter the yacht and we follow the guests and we follow the crew and it's like that's that's basically like, the series. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, whatever no. happens, happens. Now, and so you, it's all rigged. The whole boat has is surveilled. Right, but but whole, sorry, go ahead. But the people who are renting it are these people are like, I want to uh, charter a yacht, right? Yeah. So and this is Med. So what country were you guys just in? Was it Croatia? We were in Croatia. We shot in Croatia before, but we went to Croatia again because this was the only country that was open because we were in a pandemic. And so we kind of were tied to Croatia, which was fine. And we had to have all these crazy government letters to get in. It was kind of sketch actually traveling 
in the height of the pandemic when I went in September, like, cause I had a layover in England and I had to show like all these crazy stamp documents and they're like, where are you going? And blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, am I going to make it through? And I was, and I know they say flying is safe. I was actually kind of sketched out flying, but there was nobody on my flights because they weren't really even allowing people from the U S going into the state. So I had to have special right. permission to fly and all those things. So, so, um, and how many times have you gone to, done Croatia twice? Twice. Yeah. So we've been to, what Greece, islands do you guys do? Uh, Havar? Uh, we've been to Havar. We've been to um, Stargrad. We've been to, um, and we've been all, all, all up and down the mainland with like, Dubrovnik split. Uh, this yeah. season, um, we should actually have, we weren't actually supposed to announce it, but it's fine. Um, the super fans will be fine. You guys tell anybody, I'll get, I'm, I'm going to get in yeah, trouble. We will, we will break, <laughs> break your freaking below deck kneecaps. Yes. <laughs> uh, I will send, I will send uh, that congresswoman that we were just making fun of. Marjorie, Marjorie's coming after you. Marjorie's going to have a George Soros mask on and she's going right. to, and she's going to shoot laser beams at your That's house. Right. That's right. That's right. So we were in a, we were in a different location that we never shot in in Croatia this, this coming year, but Sailing, which is a new franchise that launched last year, they went back to split where we were season two. So um, they just announced that so they could talk about that. Um, I think that launches in less than a month. I So I, I went to uh, Croatia 15 years ago. Um, is that for your study your, on your uh, study abroad? No, 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 no. I was, uh, I was 20, this 2005. I went, oh. my, my, you know, Rich O'Connor, right? So he, mm-hmm. he was, he was work. He was, he moved to Romania for a year to work at an orphanage. Oh my and God. So, and I, yeah. Yeah. He's such a good hearted soul. And so he moved to Romania and he's like, Hey, he had just moved there. And he's like, Hey, do you want to come visit? And I was like, and I was like, wanted to take a vacation. So my girlfriend who's now my wife, Mariah and I went, and we flew from the States to the UK overnight uh, connection through Austria and went to Romania for a week. And then on our way back, I was like, well, we're all the way out here. Why don't we go travel a little bit? So we went to um, the hell's Bulgaria for a couple of days. And then we went to, but then we went to Dubrovnik and we were yeah. in Croatia for about a week or 10 days. That is a cool city. It's like it's, ama- the wa- it's amazing with the, the whole thing's within the wall. It's crazy. It's great. It's like yeah. a lot. Li- I think it's made out of like limestone. giant castle. Yeah, it's crazy. The whole, it's a city made out of limestone. Yeah. It's like going to yeah. Disneyland, but the whole freaking place is made out of limestone. And you walk in through a drawbridge, like it's it's like a Lego castle. Isn't it amazing? It's and here's yeah. the screwed up part because they have a bunch of museums there. Because for most people who don't know their geography, will not know that that's where the Bosnian War happened. That's right. Right. So that so you see that there's like bullet holes and stuff on the side. Like in that castle city, they had yeah. like people shooting at each other in the 90s. It's so crazy. It's well, that's a, that's a dichot- the dichotomy of Croatia was so so crazy to me. It's like you would see these old hotels or old buildings with like bullet holes or like ruins right off the side. And then you had these brand new paved roads because it was all reconstructed after the war. And it was just like so wild to be like. I'm on a brand new road. I mean, you know, within the probably last 20 years or 30 years. And then there was like this, all these ruins to my like left and right. It was just like, it was wild. It was really, it, it's an interesting country. Yeah. I went there country. when I went there, the New York times had just written it up as like the cool place to go in the summers. And so yeah. there were all these Western Europeans and Northern Europeans there, but it, it was cool. I mean, the cool, yeah. you know, my favorite part was that they are firm believers in no one wearing shirts. So that's so funny. Totally topless there. And I was like, all right, I'm down with this. And what's cool, what's funny is like being like sophomoric, like you're like, whoa, this is different than the United States. But yeah. after like 24 hours of it, you're like, yeah, it's like, like, then you start to wonder why it's a rule in the United States. Right. Like, like why? It's, it's kind of weird, right? Like dudes can like totally flash their nipples, but girls can't. Fucking kind of weird, right? It's, yeah. Like, it's, does that even make sense? Like logically? Not at all. No. I don't get it. We make it. We make it a thing. Like they, it's like, and then we're uncomfortable with it. Like we've made it a thing in the states. Yeah, dude, the Puritan American bullshit is just. We gotta get rid of that. So the one thing I didn't like about Croatia was that the the beaches were all rocks. So it's all yes, it's very rocky. A lot of European beaches are very rocky. Yeah, I went to Greece and we went to um, I went to Greece and I went to Cyprus two, two or three years ago. And that those beaches that were well, they were rocky too. There were sand there too. There's some sand beaches there. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Mykonos. Have you ever been there before? Yes. 
That's we a- shot there as well. Oh, you guys shot there? Yeah. So, so everyone, right. like Mykonos is like super hip and jet setter. And, and it's like, yeah. there's all these cool day clubs and it's a, it's a fun place. I didn't like it though. It was yeah. really windy. They call it the windy island. So windy. It's so, so windy. windy, right? Yeah. I, for me, Mykonos was fun to see for the day. And then I was like, okay, I saw it. And then I can move on. Like Never. that was, yeah. The food, so, though, the food is pretty. Weird. Yeah, I love Santorini. Um, is that windy? windy? Is it windy in Santorini? It wasn't as bad as Mykonos. Um, we were, um, our port was in Naxos, which is like a locals island. Okay. When we shot there, it was really windy there, but it was beautiful. Like, and that was a self-sustaining island where they have like, they they had like a. T- it was really funny. We actually because we travel to the super yacht through like a, a, a water taxi because we stay in hotels. And then sometimes if the, on Naxos, if the boat was on the other side of the island, sometimes we'd have to take a van to the other side of the island and then we would get it on a water taxi because it was just faster. I remember we were like actually half hour delayed because we were stuck behind like a goat crossing because there was like a, literally like all these goats that were just like, what? nobody was guiding them. They were just like crossing <laughs> We just had to wait for the goats to cross. Just goats, just goating it up. Oh my god, it was amazing! But like, they've got tons of goats and sheep, and they have like natural marble all over. Like, it was so beautiful. Like, it actually, Anthony Bourdain, when he was uh, alive, got us a soul. Did a really cool um, um, episode in Naxos. Because how, how do you spell that? How do you spell that? uh n-a-x-o-s oh i've never heard heard of that island it's really cool like a lot of the locals go there um and they don't have any like fancy resorts or anything like that but it's it's just it's a beautiful like it's a very local island and it was really cool so we got to stay there and that's where we were for six weeks i love that yeah it was really cool so we've shot greece we've been to croatia we've been to um italy so we were um stationed out of Naples. And the only time I'd been in Naples was when I had like, when I was, you know, traveling Europe and going to the Amalfi coast and we we're like, Oh my God, Naples is so dirty. It's so like sketch and blah, blah, blah. Love and it. All I seen was, the, Oh my God, I loved yeah. Naples. Cause I love all, it. We, all we saw was the port. So when we actually went into the city and actually stayed in the city, oh, there's cool. some really cool parts of Naples where I was yeah. like, Oh my God, I totally misjudged the city. It was awesome. It's and totally sketch. Like, in such a cool way, though. It's, it was like almost like Berlin in a way of like some cool, like, I don't know, there was just like some underground places. And then there was like some super hip shopping areas. And then like the other section would be like these amazing restaurants. It was just like, oh. it was really awesome. I, I loved it. It was really I had cool. literally one of the best meals of my whole freaking life. And it was- yeah, And it was off the beaten path. So my wife's family was very involved in this restaurant that's famous called Chez Panisse. And mm-hmm. so Chez Panisse, which is owned by Alice Waters, they have the chefs, they, have, they call them the Chez Panisse Files. So it's for anyone who like works there. Though, well, now it's the internet, but this is, the they've been, there's, I don't know, when they started in the 70s or whatever. So it's a 50-year-old restaurant. So they have this filing cabinet and you go and you pull a file. You're like, I'm going to the city. And you could like go and look up whatever restaurants the chefs of Chez Panisse recommended. Oh, right? wow. A total hookup, right? And and this is before you know, candy Cap- Danny. Sorry, <laughs> Danny. Yeah, candy Danny is the best. Yeah. Uh, so we had a really good meal there. But you want to hear a really funny story that happened to me in Naples when I did go on my trip around the world in 1998. I have. Do you want to hear this? Yes, please. All right. So I'm there and I'm with two friends, one of which was on Road Rules from MTV. This guy Jake. He was a, a cast of Road Rules. The, the other is a guy Chris. And so okay. we're traveling all throughout Italy in November, and we take we get on the wrong train. We're supposed to go up to uh, from Florence to Venice. We get on the wrong train. We end up back in Rome, and we're like, "Oh, oh shit, we're going the wrong way." Right. We're like, fuck it, let's just go south. So we go to Naples, which I didn't know anything about. I'm like 20 years old, and we get off the train, and the train station right outside the train station is full blown red light district. I mean, it is like sketch, yes. super, super sketch. So sketch there. So we stay in this like roach motel in the red light train station. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So dangerous there, Darius. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was 20. And so the next day we go outside and there's this like little like, I don't know if swap meet because they had a bunch of like vendors and stuff selling stuff. And these guys are selling video cameras. <laughs> They're selling video games? Video cameras. Oh, video cameras. Oh, like a Sony camcorders. And and they're and they're sort of like twenty bucks each, and we're like, oh, these are totally stolen. We're gonna buy. Yeah, hundred percent. 
<laughs> so 100 percent we think we're buying stolen Sony camcorders right. right in the red light district in Naples 1998. <laughs> and so we give these guys each like 20 bucks each. And <laughs> by the way, that's a steal, no pun intended, for a camcorder. Yeah, these are probably thousand dollar cameras back yeah. in the day. And so <laughs> so the guys I so they they go, they give it to us, and they give us these boxes. And so we get the boxes and we're like, we're like, they're totally gonna like rob us. They're giving it to us, they're just gonna rob them back from right. us. Right. That's why it's so cheap. Yeah. That's why it's so cheap. They're just gonna, they're just gonna yeah. like literally we're like, they're just gonna murder us and yeah. take the cameras back. Yeah. So we're like, do you have like a couple of them had knives? And we're like, all right, you got a knife? I'm like, I got a knife. So we're like, well, let's go and let's store these in the train station in a locker, and then the right, top. right, right. No one's right. gonna mess with us, right? Right, right. So we're like. One guy has them. Jake has the camera. Me and Chris were like, all right, we're just going to watch. And we're like walking back and we go to the train station. We store them. Then we go back and we hang out. We get lunch, whatever. So we get on the train. <laughs> and we're on a train back to Rome. And we're so pumped. We're like, oh, my God, we got away with it. And we got these cameras. It's so cool. So we're in our little like private train car. Train car. We open the cameras up. Boxes of sale. Of so what? They had done some sleight of hand bullshit and, and gave us boxes of salt. That's it. Oh that my god! It. Twenty dollars so for salt. Forty bucks for fucking boxes of salt. 40. So did we were it was we were so we thought it was the funniest like we, and we were poor like twenty bucks mattered to us but not, but it, but nothing was better than getting fucking bamboozled for a box of salt. So right. so I have pictures. I I will take pictures and put them on on Instagram of me and my friends. Pretending to videotape each other with our boxes of salt. <laughs> By the way, thank God that's all it was, and they were like coming after you to like murder you guys. Oh no, they they were way better. They sold, and there was a crowd oh. of people. Oh, I forgot. There's a crowd of people around us wa watching us get scammed. Just like, oh my god, oh my god, so funny. Oh, that's so great. A box of salt. How many did you guys buy? Three, three boxes of salt. Salt. For so it was forty bucks each each box. I think it was like twenty or forty bucks each. I can't remember. This is twenty <laughs> twenty two years ago. Um, oh my, that's a lot of money then, especially when you're like you know in college and broke, man. Yeah, yeah. But we thought oh my we God. Were, we thought we were getting a deal. So I went back uh, in two, oh nine when my wife was like six months pregnant with my son, and we loved it, man. I the, there's a pizza place there called C Pizzeria San Michel. Yes, that's the famous uh... from Eat Pray Love. Yeah, yeah. So I, we go there, and it's voted number one pizza in the world. Yeah. Uh, so we went, my wife and I got pizzas there. Was, there was no line because we got there early on like a Wednesday morning. Yeah. Um, had pizza. And then I didn't know. And then Eat, Pray, Love, I don't even know if it was even out then. I watched the movie. I'm like, I know that pizza place. Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. So. It's, it's, it's the number one. Yeah, it's the most famous pizza place in the, in the world. Which, honestly, it was good. It was really good pizza. Was it the best pizza I've ever had? No. no. Pizza is very personal, Nadine. I, it is very personal. It was I, really good pizza. I don't want to get shot down by the mafia. It was very good pizza. Naples. So I'm there and they kept calling me. I can't remember the name they have. I was big then. I was probably like 100 plus pounds more than I am right now. They kept calling me like the godfather. They all thought I was mafia. They kept asking Mariah, my wife, if I was a mafia. No. Yeah, because I look, I look kind of mafioso. Yeah. I had like a like a Kangol cap on, and I was like three hundred pounds. They're like, oh, mafioso. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, 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 But angle. So you got the show. Uh, I know we're getting we're getting near the the. You got to get off in like ten, right? Yeah. So what's what's so you're finishing the show? It's going to come out. Then are you going to go shoot another season, or you guys got what do you got work in the works that you want to share? Yeah, we're in the middle. We're in the middle of um, putting together where our next season's going to be. We're trying to figure that out still. Obviously, it's going to be in Europe somewhere, um, and then um, there might be some more coming out. We'll see. We'll figure that out. Um, we're we're in the middle of figuring that out, and then uh, have a couple projects in development. That I'm, I'm hoping they'll pick up. I've got two pilots, so if they pick those up, that'll be really fun. I'll, I'll you guys will be first. Actually, I'll announce it on, which will be they'll be on Bravo. Nice. And let me ask you a question. So, do people have sex with the staff on Below Deck? Is that part oh, of? Oh yeah, that's the thing. The whole the the boats. It's like there's surveillance everywhere. So like there are things that I've like 
seen and heard that I can never unhear or see again where I'm just oh. like, Oh my God. And like, what's, the the worst, what's the worst one that you want that you could share that made it to the show? I mean, I'm sure you're cutting stuff out of the, for the show, right? Or no, know, we cut stuff down. no, we cut stuff down all the time, but we put it in, but like sometimes just like, sometimes it just gets too porny. You're just like, dude, like it's it just, and they know they're being videotaped, right? Oh yeah. They have no shame. They don't care. Oh, they're just like, they're just voyeurist. They they're just like, watch me fuck right now. They don't care. They don't care. So the weird. one thing, the one thing, this is going to sound bad. The one thing I wish made the show, because it's going to sound bad, but it was actually the funniest thing I've ever seen. Not the ever, ever seen. It was funny because I loved this character, this guy. It was season four. There was this guy, his name was Jack Stirrup, um, and he was from Liverpool. And he and his accent was amazing. He's like, it's Jack Stirrup. And he was so wasted, like hammered one night. And he was on the top bunk and he climbs down and then he's looking around. And then I think he thought he was in the bathroom. And so then he squats down instead of just standing up and he pees. And then he's like looking down and then he's, and then he just sits down in his own pee and he's looking around. And then he like, and I'm like, is he sitting in his own pee? But it was like, he was so confused and we're like, come on, Jack. Get up, because the way we're we're just we're just voyeurs watching all this go down. Because we're like, what's he doing? Did he just pee? So we're like, you know, we're just like watching all this go down and unfold in real time, and we can't even go help them or do anything because we're like, oh god, he's peeing. Oh god. Oh. And then like he climbs in and he's trying to get up to his own top bunk, but then he climbs into his roommate Travis and starts holding Travis, his roommate thinking that he's in his bed, like in his own bed. And we're like, is he cuddling with Travis thinking it's the girl he's dating on the boat? And then oh, I think he realized who it was. And then he gets up again and then he's, and he's like, you know, buck naked. And then he just like sleeps like spread Eagle with his like, just like, like ding dong hanging out, everything. It, it's like, I can't even give it any justice. I wish I made the show. We just didn't have time for it, but it was like, it was just the epitome of a drunk person just like, be like, you know, I'm just going to pee right here. And then the next day, like his roommate just was passed out, had no idea what happened the next day. And I'm like, Travis only knew. Like, I'm like, and I was like, he just stepped in that pee the next day. It's fine. Oh, yeah. so, so are the, are the, are the people like uh, attractive or is there like, like, is there unattractive people having sex too? I mean, listen, uh, it's subjective. I, I Beauty is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want to watch ugly people having sex. It's subjective. <laughs> well, the personalities probably make them more attractive too. But, but I mean, like, yeah. it's kind of like watching animals. There's, there's just some people that shouldn't be having sex. <laughs> yeah, well, I will admit. I'm joking. Everybody should be having sex. There's yeah. some people I don't want to be watching. Yeah, some people should <laughs> right, well, listen, there's some people should not be having sex on TV for well, that's sure. What I mean. That's for what I mean. Sure. That's what I mean. <laughs> when I was in college and people would have sex, I didn't care. I'd run and listen. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> me and my, my friends are like, what are you doing here? So I'm like, are you kidding me? They're having sex. <laughs> They're fucking right now. Let's listen to this. <laughs> like, oh like, what are you, 12? And I'm like, when I was 12, I wouldn't even know to appreciate that. I don't that. know what this was, right? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, man, I love having you on the show. It's always so fun to catch up. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll, we'll have more. And if, if anybody has questions or anything like that, they can always, you know, I don't, we have a couple minutes if anybody has questions. I don't know how many people are on or not, but yeah, you guys yeah. shoot them up. Well, 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 we haven't asked questions. We, we have some comments, but no questions. So if you guys have questions, you have Nadine here for a couple more minutes and we'll let her run. Um, well, what it, did hey by the way i know you hit up your your agent did he he's like no i don't want that darius guy he's the, no i actually said i was it's my fault i was actually late with it um i just sent him all your stuff and he really liked you he's supposed to get back to me so oh we're trying I'm to make gonna, darius star you guys i'm gonna be i'll be the next project I, I, did you see that surrogate mom thing i sent you i haven't looked at i'm darius i've been so no oh. i need to look at it so I was on Clubhouse and this woman was pitching. It's like teen mom. Oh, I, saw it, I saw what it was, but I haven't opened the. I yeah, opened I don't. It's yeah. A, it, I don't think it's anything special. But it was interesting I though. Like, interesting. It's super, a, yeah. It's like teen mom for surrogates, right? And I was like, oh, well, I was I was on the a Clubhouse panel and this woman pitched it to us, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, maybe my friend Nadine would want to check this There's out. There's something anyway. interesting about somebody giving up their body for, but it's like they get paid a lot of money too. Mm, of course. 
So I, I want to check out that link you sent me, but I think that there's something really interesting about the concept of that. Yeah, I mean- I'll I actually look at it today. I've got some time today, so I'll look at it. I can't believe, yeah, screw her, do my show. Um, <laughs> no, of course. No, We're trying to make Gary uh, star. That's number one. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about surrogate mom. I care about me. <laughs> yeah. It's all about moi. Um, yeah, well, uh, I'll, we'll get you off. If we don't have any questions, we'll get you off. But man, I love hanging out with you. I wish we were in the same city so we could hang out in person. You're one of my favorite people. You're my brother. So I love you very much. Thank you, Darius. Love you too. Well, hey guys. Uh, so where can they find you? Where's the best ways for? for I just people? go on Instagram. Usually, I'm an, I I have a Facebook, but I'm not on it much. But on Instagram, just it's my uh, just backslash with my name, Adina Jabby. Cool, you guys. Um, so you heard it live here. Check her out on IG. Um, and we got one more show this week. I got. Oh, you know who I'm doing this week? The the uh, Seth Godin's. Uh, former CMO who was like his CMO for like, you know, Seth Godin. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a really famous guy. Um, his former CMO who like basically came up with him from day one, uh, wow. Ted Rubin is going to be on the show. I think tomorrow. So oh, I gotta yeah. check that out. what time yeah. is that? Out? Uh, I don't know. I just follow my calendar. <laughs> right. I, I can look it up. And I'll send you, I'll text you, but guys yeah. check it out. We got Ted Rubin tomorrow. That'll be really fun. I heard him speak on clubhouse. Really, really sharp dude. Oh, wait, we got a question. Is this a question? Yes. Below deck is real people behavior. Oh, below deck is real people behavior. Nadine makes it great. Best show I keep watching. Nadine, how do you keep each boat level staffing us going on film when it's happening so fast? Plus feelings and handling love relationships with staff. How do you keep each boat level staffing guests going on film? Oh, it, the whole boat, um, Katie, the whole boat is actually so there's surveillance going on so like i uh, and and at any time so like i'll sit next to the director and like depending on what's going on because we have a couple big cameras going on so i'll go you know if there's something crazy going on i'll say you know to our director if it's laurent or travis or whoever's working those two different shifts i'll go send a camera to you know the main deck if there's something going on at the guest or send the camera to the galley and like if i don't have enough cameras like where you see on the big cameras where you see on tv you'll if you sometimes only just see a scene on surveillance that's because we didn't have enough cameras going on and you could only get it on surveillance what i've found the scenes on like when you see things on surveillance you're going to get the best reactions on surveillance because i feel like sometimes people skew their view like the way they react when a big camera shows up uh, but on surveillance i feel like people forget the cameras are there so they're always just their raw selves, which I appreciate more. And so, yes, maybe the coverage doesn't look as great and clean on TV, but you're going to get the most raw reactions. I love it. So, yeah, guys, watch out. It's not about big cameras. It's about little. It's Hey, it's not the size of the camera that matters. It's the motion. That's right. But it's, it can't be. It's because all the, the whole boat has. We have 18 surveillance cameras, and that's not including all the GoPros that we put around the boat. And then we've got anywhere from two to five big Roman cameras, depending on the time of the day. Are you on the boat while they're doing this? Or are I you? Am. Oh, oh, wow. Gosh. I, I am. I would love to see this live. I am. This is so cool. Well, guys, Nadine, you're such a rock star. I love you so much. I'm so stoked to have you Thank on the show you. again. I, I was like, this is one hour. I'm like, we're going to burn through two hours in our sleep. And here we did. <laughs> we talked about QAnon, laser beams. Archery. <laughs> Naples. Darius getting scammed. Anaheim Hills, Miss Beasley, and Nagar. By the way, I, I I came in second place. I don't. I wish I remember the word that I lost on Miss Beasley's spelling bee. Oh, I wish I did too. Oh gosh, the good old days, guys. Uh, so check the show out. Uh, sign up for the show. Go to therealdarius.com. You can sign up there. Opt in. Get mail. I don't spam. And with that said, guys, peace out. We'll see you later. Love you guys. <laughs> You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world, and we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from, and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers, and after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster. 
show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons. And you will also get links that came out during the show. So on their look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.